Today's episode is brought to you by my new book, Fuck Whales, Petty Essays from a Brilliant Mind. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from complacency to free agency. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Sultan of Swag, Mikey Bolts. Hey, Maddox. And as always, the Maharaja of moderation, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yo, yo. Welcome back to the show. Guys, huge debate this week. This one's been a long time coming. But not just that. We have two guests this week. We have James Creech and welcome back to the show, Dreadmere. Yeah. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you. What's happening? James, now let's give you a little introduction. You are, are you the founder or the manager of a software management company? Co-founder, CEO of Paladin. We build uh, influencer management software for brands, agencies, and media companies. Okay, so what does that mean to the layperson? Because <laughs> we've got a lot of lay people sure. listening to the show. Sure. Most of our fans are lay people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of brands or media companies that want to work with influencers, uh, help them, you know, promote content, we help them identify, manage those relationships, and run campaigns. Right. So pitch to uh, a brand, for instance, and then also do the reporting on how social media performs across YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now Twitch. Now, you guys are the real deal because a lot of people call themselves influencers. Sure. Now, how do you determine between the real deal and, you know, the real McCoy and the uh, the bullshit artist? Because there are, there are people who just call themselves influencers when they have, like, you know... 10K YouTube subs or whatever. How do you distinguish between the the two? Yeah, well, first of all, we kind of leave it up to our client to determine who is influential, right? There are micro-influencers, which some brands prefer. You know, we tend to work with uh, folks that do talent representation, like an MCN, right? Awesomeness TV, Full Screens, who's if you want our clients, or we'll work with people uh, that are leveraging influencers for branded content promotions like Insomniac. So they kind of determine who they want to work with. Now, you raise an interesting point because there's been a lot of Damn controversy right. <laughs> controversy recently about botted uh, audience, right? So, right. So uh, while we don't necessarily automatically detect for that today, it's something we're you know looking into and the tech team is fascinated by because you could just go out, start an Instagram account, buy a bunch of big fake followers and start getting brand deals. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem. I think a lot of people are finding that. And the the easiest way to spot this is the lack of engagement. Exactly, right? So th- there's a lot of easy ways to spot it. You yeah. go on Twitter and they're following a ton of people, but right. know, they don't have that many people following them. Right, right. Or uh, big s- red flag. Yeah, or you see that people have a lot of video views and no comments no or comments, likes, yeah. no engagement like you mentioned. I, I've busted some companies who've done that in the past uh-huh. uh, where they, they'll have a video that has 3 million views and I'll look at the comments, there's only 100 comments. Yeah. And maybe two shares. I'm like, there's no fucking way 3 million people watch this shit. Unless they're uh, scripts in Russia. Yeah. Uh, you that's know, which... another good point is you look at the audience demographics and if all the views are coming out of the Philippines or yeah. India and it's supposed to be a you know U.S. English video. Big you're in problem. Trouble. And speaking yeah. of the real McCoy, Dreadmere, welcome back to the show. So many of uh, many of our listeners might not know this, but Dreadmere, you got your footing in the Vine era. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I started. Yeah. Um, yeah. No robots were watching my videos <laughs> no. that I know of. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was most like I had like thousands of likes and like hundreds of comments on a video that had like 20,000 views so it was pretty good like it, like the ratio was there um but yeah you know i mean sometimes people do lose engagement over time i guess like on instagram like i don't get a lot of comments like i used to on instagram some of my older ones have like 200 comments and my newer ones get like nine or ten so it just kind of right. depends mm. but 
Yeah, no, definitely you can tell if a video has like 50,000 views and no comments, like something's something's going on. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited for Vine 2? I want to play with it. Well, hold on. Definitely. What's Vine 2? Is this What's Vine 2? Maddox, come on. The real thing? Yeah, it's uh, one of the original Vine founders has gone off and uh, been working away on it. He's done some announcements that Vine 2 or V2 is coming soon. Yeah, well, I saw his posts on Twitter and stuff. When has that ever worked, though? Like announcing the next big thing? Uh-huh. When, did <laughs> El- my, hello. Did, did, did MySpace 2 become popular? When they brought it back? No, was but a, MySpace 3. Thing? Yeah, Justin Timberlake invested yeah. like oh. $100 million in bringing MySpace back. That was Terrible. the relaunch, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but nobody asked for MySpace back. People have been asking for Vine back for a long time, Like, All right. I think. Mm, right? I mean, did, did, did you ask for MySpace back? Or? I did, but that, oh, okay. that was the only <laughs> one. <laughs> well, what's interesting about the Vine model is that so many, almost every social media platform out there has replicated it already sure uh, snapchat is essentially the vine model it's 10 seconds videos that you watch very short content short form content and then instagram and created stories so that's sh- more short form content and the vine format itself i think originally came from this website called ytmnd which stands for you're, you're the, the man, man now, now dog. dog yeah that was a, a website this guy i think his name is uh oh, fuck i forget it uh, goldberg mm. um he created this website where he isolated a clip from this uh, this movie, I forget which, but Sean Connery's in it, and he says, you're the man now, dog. And he just played that clip on repeat, and the website got so much traffic, he created a format where people could isolate clips from movies and TV shows and uh, songs and things like that, and it would just play on loop with a funny mm-hmm. gif or something like that. That was essentially yeah. the genesis I, of I, I loved you're the man now, dog. I remember yeah. seeing like in their in their in the rules of like what's allowed, Right. one, one of the things you were not allowed to do was extreme racism. Oh, that's when I realized. Modern racism, fine. Yeah. No, you're like, yeah, not for, that's when not I realized that the internet, yeah, it's a little racism's fine, as long as it's not extreme. That's Casual. Right. Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking, I don't know how that transitions that's into your... our debate topic, but maybe, because this week we're going to be debating, are smartphones making us dumber? Now, I want to go around the table. Let's hear everyone's buzzer. Here's mine. Dreadmere? Wrong! James? And Rucka. If you hear a buzzer from any of these fine gentlemen, that means someone has disagreed with someone else, or we would just want to chime in, point out a correction, anything of that nature. But James, as our first-time guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. Are smartphones making us dumber? Absolutely not. I don't think so, right? Uh, if you look at IQ scores over the past century, Ooh. we've gradually been increasing as technology helps us improve. And I think that uh, you know, true... True intelligence is not necessarily knowing everything, but it's knowing how to access it, knowing where to find it, and smartphones do that at our fingertips. Wow. There's so much wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. And, and Dreadmere, I'm going to give you a stab at the debate. Whose side do you fall on? Do, are smartphones making us dumber or smarter or neither? What do you think? They're uh, they're, make, they're making us smarter, for sure. I'm going to agree with uh, James. Gosh, yeah, two, that's right. two in a row. Yeah. Rucka, you going to fucking uh, leave me here? You going to dogpile on this? As much as I'd like to. I would say neither. Oh, okay, that's at least that's a different hmm. opinion. Great. Sure. Then we got three different opinions, three different Status philosophies, quo. and one of them is right, and I'm about to tell you which one is right because it's my opinion. I think they are making us dumber because the the ability to access information, first of all, is not the mark of intelligence. Just because you can walk into a library doesn't make you smart. You can lead a horse to the river, but it's not going to drink necessarily, right? Just because someone has access to the Library of Congress on their phone, which we all do. Nobody fucking checks it. When's the last time? Be honest. When's the last time anyone in this room has accessed the Library of Congress from their phone? That's what I thought. 
Wait, do I get a straw man button too, or is that just for you? Because I feel like you're not talking about. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember making the argument that having access to intelligence. Th that's what James said. Oh well. So you don't necessarily agree with that argument. And no, the second yeah. point, the second point I disagree with another James is because IQ tests. You said that that IQ overall has increased over time. That's right. Now. The tests have also changed over time. IQ is not an, a scientific measure. There is no standard IQ test, and you cannot control for every variable that you need to when it comes to in testing people's intelligence. So I don't think that's a that's an accurate measure, and I don't think that there is a correlation with IQ and smartphones. In fact, the opposite, if anything, because smartphones have made us lazier. They've made it so that we don't have to remember how to spell words anymore. They've made it so we don't have to remember phone numbers. Anyone born from the 90s remembers having to remember phone numbers. And tech, and, and we didn't have texts. We had pagers. Oh, and if you wow. wanted your girl to come over for a booty call, you just had to text her urgently with 69, 69, 69. <laughs> Both ways in the snow. Keep going. <laughs> uh, pagers <laughs> win in that, yeah. in that regard. The, 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 uh, the Stone Age is with uh, simple text, 69, 69, 69. Yeah. yeah. That's how people had to get laid in the 90s. Now yeah. you can send fucking nudes to people. You can see a preview of someone's junk, people's genitals. It's made us lazy, not only less intelligent, but lazier, more complacent, Rucka. You hate complacency. Well, no, because now you're able to s focus your energy on doing other shit if you choose to. It's like saying all technology what? makes us stupid. Well, what, what are people, what have we freed up so much time for people to do? Most of us, nothing positive. But right. If you want to do something with your fucking life, now you have to let spend less time uh, figuring out how to spell certain words or whatever it is that you say the I, the smartphone took away our need to do. But you can say the same for any technology. The guy who invented fire made it so that we don't have to just sit around and wait for a fire to start naturally. <laughs> oh, we're got, we've gotten so lazy and complacent. The guy who started farming, agriculturally revolutionizing how we get our fruits and vegetables. He made us so lazy. Wrong. Oh, yeah. And I, straw man argument, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that those those marks in in uh, efficiency mm -hmm. in our evolution in our it's not evolution, but go ahead. Well, it, it I would uh, say nah, it is. It is evolution. Yeah, well, Inve inventing think, something is not evolution. Well, it is because it's you're somebody, adapting to the it's somebody using mm. their mind to do something. It's mm. evolving mm. an era. <laughs> evolution is over mm. time. You're, it's, what's that, Mike? You're evolving. What, I don't All right. Know, I don't okay. Let's pr let's pretend okay. for a second that that people consciously creating stuff is quote evolution. Yeah. What's your point? Well, if monkeys start using tools, that's evolution. But if humans start using tools, that's the monkeys' not. ability to use tools was was given by evolution. But whether or not they use tools is up to them, isn't it? Oh, okay. Good good distinction, Ruck. I'll give you that. But humans' ability to adapt to environments, I, I would say, is evolution. By the way... I agree with that. Oh, Just great. like the, the iPhone is part of our ability to adjust the environment. Okay. Okay, that's fine. So the, the <laughs> argument is yeah. that the agricultural revolution yeah. did free us... <laughs> did give us a lot more free time. Uh -huh. And with that free time, we did advance society. But now... We've gone too far in the other direction, where we've freed up too much of people's times, of people's time. And you know what they're doing with that time? Masturbating. Hmm. That's it. That's the only thing people do online. Oh. What? What? Why is that wrong, Dreadmere? Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So, because we're so advanced, we're now suddenly 
Masturbators. We're, we're like cavemen now, essentially. That's what your argument. No, but we're going too far in the other direction. The cycle's regressive. Mm. Yes, the cycle's regressive. Thank mm. you, James. First, first right thing you said the entire podcast. <laughs> well, here's where you're wrong. I mean, if yeah. we think about the evolution cycles, right? I mean, it took us, what, thousands of years to get to the agricultural revolution. Then yes. it took us maybe a few hundred years to get to the industrial revolution. Wow, that's, And then, okay. you know, no, several decades. Okay. Come on, wait, wait, some wait fudge for it. numbers, get, but... Get oh, sorry, the technological sorry revolution, right, with computers in the 70s. And now the smartphone revolution is happening even faster. So I think we're accelerating the rate of progress. And that is leading to uh, more intelligence for the human species. So you're saying it's advancing the, uh, the the intelligence of the species overall aggregately. Well, when we have more time for other things, right? Not everyone needs to be a farmer anymore. Not everyone needs to work in a factory. It right. creates opportunity Those, for that's people That's the agricultural to... revolution. That's great. Smartphones aren't fucking taking farmers out of the field to free their time to go to colleges. The agricultural revolution was what gave us farming, isn't it? Okay. The I industrial get... revolution made it so we didn't all have to be subsistence farmers. The computer revolution put a big goofy box in everyone's house that allowed them to create um, hateful websites hating on Tony Danza in the <laughs> 90s. Which is stupid because he's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. And, uh, whatever you call ahead. this revolution with the smartphones and shit, uh, the tech revolution, I don't know, whatever, that took us to the next level. It was a step in the wrong direction, step backwards, right. what happened. So what's the perfect sweet spot between laziness and actual evolutionary innovation or whatever. I, I think the last one and by the way Rucka I will agree with your correction that it was the industrial revolution that got us to this next point you're right about that now the sweet spot I think was right around 2003 when mm. the smartphones on the market still had buttons and still had keyboards and still made people think and still made people type the reason your cell phones today can't last a day Without recharging, nice. whereas the cell phones of the nineties. I thought it was just me and my iPhone, but <laughs> it sounds like it's the same with Android. It's a lot of it's a lot of smartphones are having Good. this problem. Good to know. I'm not I'm not missing out on a great battery life. Well, it's better on Android, yeah. but you're but it's still not good. Finish your point, please. Yeah, well, I, I was, I'm trying to. <laughs> Go if you ahead. Could. So, the the smartphones of the nineties would last sometimes three, four, five days on a single charge, and they were still smartphones, especially Nokia with the Symbian operating system. They had all the apps. The apps were very mature they were they were great apps they worked really well and the best thing about them is they weren't constantly pulling servers to download ads which is part of the reason why your cell phone's battery life is being drained so quickly that and also bigger screens and hash dictionaries now hash dictionaries a hash search for people who don't know is how you correct a word that you've typed wrong. Have you ever started typing the word where with the letter Q and your phone still figured out what you were trying to say based on the letters later on in the alphabet? Mm -hmm. The way that the computer program does that is it looks at every possible combination of, of words with nearby letters. So it's doing five different searches potentially to spell one fucking word because your fat fingers can't type on a, uh, a flat screen. Mikey, you had an objection. It looked yeah, like- Yeah, like 10 years ago, so don't worry about it. <laughs> No. Well, the, the, so all that processing power is being wasted on your smartphones. That's why it's heating up. That's why it's wasting so much battery life. You know, Albert Einstein said our technology has surpassed our humanity. I say our processors have surpassed our battery life. We need better batteries. That's all we need. <laughs> well, it's not, I'm not saying it's true. I'll agree we need better batteries, but that's not, that's not all we need. We need a lot more. What else do we need? We need, first of all, ethics. I think Ooh, ethics wow. and etiquette. But it's evolution. We don't have any choice. Listen. The fuck? I never said, you know. 
Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Listen, how does this make us dumber? Because people aren't having to use their brains to remember things mm. anymore. That's my. That's the crux. But of how argument. does remembering phone numbers serve as a sign of intelligence? Yeah. Well, it exercises the part in your brain where you have to remember things. Nobody remembers anything anymore. Nobody even remembers a fucking person's name they met at a party a few seconds ago. If you remember to charge your phone like you should or have yeah. a portable charger in your backpack, you're the dumbass who fucked it up anyway. So in this day and age, you should know going outside how much battery you have. That's the difference. I don't know someone that has become so close to me's phone number. I call her all the time. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, in 2003, my friend used to write everyone's phone number on his bedroom wall. So That's not weird. Well, I mean, that's where our society was going anyway. So the fact that we're not remembering phone numbers doesn't really have to do with the technology we have. Well, I, I think it does. Yeah. What do you have to remember anymore? You don't have to remember things anymore. You don't have to save things anymore. You don't have to. We've lost the importance of numbers and data. And that's making us dumber. And by the way, we have this amazing technology, these amazing processors. We have facial recognition. And what are people doing? They're putting their fucking face in an in a avocado toast on Snapchat with some stupid fucking filter. They're turning their heads into strawberries and pancakes. That's what the filter's for. Why are you mad at that? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's dumb as shit. Dreadmere, how's that making us smarter? Has, has anything good come about from the Facebook revolution? I think, you know, people are getting in touch with long-lost friends. I think uh, mm -hmm. people are finding online communities where, you know, you live in a small town and you don't have access to uh, people who think like you or, or look like you. And now you can be connected all oh, over the world. Yeah, because what, what happens on Facebook is when people disagree with each other, they're like, oh, thank you for the thoughtful feedback. And well, they don't when, just block or unfriend them. When Facebook started a few years ago, it was much closer to that ideal. Now, the only things that get engagement on Facebook are extremism, right? It's yeah. sucking up into news and politics, it, and that's what alienates people. It has really made just, it's brought out the worst in people. It Facebook, I think when it first started out, it was closer to, like you said, James, the, the mission, fulfilling the mission of bringing us together and sharing more information. These days, I don't post anything on Facebook. I don't want to. All it does is create acrimony and dissent and people looking to disagree with each other. And study after study after study keeps coming out that shows that people who use Facebook more, especially on our smartphones, are more depressed, are in worse mental health, and everybody's putting out a curated version of themselves. They're engineering an image. They're image crafting. Right, Dreadmere, how would you feel about that? Because you're giving me kind of a skeptical look. I think it's just the way my head's turned. But, you know, oh. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, that sounds completely wrong. I don't, so you're saying, so, so forget about, like, me or anything I feel about, like, my own life or motivations. It's it's because if we take the phones away, everyone's going to be happier. That's what you're saying. The phones and the and the everything is making everyone depressed. It is making people depressed, yes. From a Facebook perspective, over the last 10 years, numbers and people's uh, ideas of what their own value is based on numbers um, has shaped everyone's minds. So when you see somebody who gets posts and it is ingrained in your brain over time that if I get this many likes, my thought is validated, I think that's the real issue. Yeah. So your argument is that Facebook is making us more vain. Um, no, I'm saying that when the 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 topic today is what uh, are smartphones making us dumber the problem is is when you say us i think that there's two sides to that when you bring us together everyone's like us humanity but in us 
there's um, a forward-thinking person and a dullard, as you would say. Dullard, yes. And I would say that. So I'm saying that Facebook has brought out good and bad on both sides, but we always notice the bad because, and I just ran into some shit on TMZ the other day, and I went on their homepage. It's just, it's it's straight up just just to get you to go, like, just total trash news. That's what's making us dumber, TMZ. And, and, it's, and it's insane up. that that's what's control. It's scary because you see all these numbers, what they're able to do, and, and, and the power they have. What do you mean by numbers, Mikey? I'm talking, you know, somebody posts this. And it has 3 million views on it or 3 million likes on it okay. on Instagram. And then somebody else posts something that I find profound that I know from my childhood that gets, you know, 13 likes or something. So you're talking about the number of likes and engagement yes. that it that but it I think over, which seemingly is OK. But over time, I think it molds our it, it puts something in our heads that changes like the way that we see. The way that we validate each other. Sure. Why, why do you think that's wrong? I, I disagree with everything that's going on right okay. here between you two. Yes. Why, this is not new. This is not. This not, there's been magazines showing oh like these airbrush whatever like hot chicks that made people feel what bad. What numbers are attached to that? Well, the point is you're saying if you look at something else and you're like oh I'm, I'm not that interesting. Not that many people appreciate my stuff. Therefore, I feel shitty. It's like that's not that that mentality or that idea has been around for. As long as t- as media has existed, it's well, not. Did you bones. watch TV as a kid growing up? Did you have a favorite show? Yeah. It was How a, many views did it get? Every full week? House. I don't know, but did we, it, it change the house, way? Yeah. You had no idea. It was based on good if it was good or not, right? Or if fact, it was on TV at all. Yeah, if it was on TV because there was a standard. Yeah, but well, yes, exactly. But that means there was way fewer people that we could admire in the first place. Now you have regular. No, no, people. no, no, no. It goes through a funnel. It goes yeah. through a funnel. Yeah. And it weeds out the people that shouldn't be there. And I'm saying the numbers sure. themselves who put people on pedestals like the three people that I could list right now. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it keeps those people out. It's the people that we don't need. The problem is we're living in the Wild West and <laughs> there is no ethics in the Wild West. Right. No ethics. And the TMZs shine and the cunts shine <laughs> like the shitheads shine. Yeah. That's and, inspiring. And thank you, Dreadmere. <laughs> no, I mean, in the other way. I mean, if, you, if you're a cunt and you're shining, then all these other cunts can be like, oh, my God, I can exactly. do it, too. Like, would that, you, that never happened on Full House. I didn't see where, where there was a cunt on Full House and everybody's like, that, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there are people who probably don't necessarily deserve, I don't want to say deserve, but I would never expect to get the attention that they get. And that's, like, great for me because then it's like, oh, well, I can do it. But also other people who might feel shitty about the way they look. It's like there's all these different social media influencers. You probably know. You've met all kinds of different brand guys. And they you can do it. You can look at them and be like, I can do it. I can do it too. That's it was it was before like so limiting. Like you're right, it wasn't a funnel, but I'm saying that's a good thing, you know? Like that more average people are famous. Oh boy. Wrong. I cannot <laughs> disagree harder. Okay. If I if I if I could disagree any harder, there'd be a singularity in this in the studio. <laughs> now here's the problem with that. In in everybody trying to outshine each other, it has created a race to the bottom mm-hmm. where everybody is trying to do the next most extreme thing. Everybody is trying to outperform, outshine, outyell each other. And it has tended, the entire social media, our entire online ecosystem has tended towards extremism. That's a cultural problem. It's not an iPhone problem. Well, I think that uh, the way that, uh, for, first of all, is is everyone in this room familiar with the experiments that Facebook conducts on its user base? Is everyone so what I'm talking about is Facebook a few years back got in a lot of trouble. They got a lot of heat because they were actively curating the feeds 
to see if they could change people's moods. And they were doing it to see if they could get make people depressed or make people happier. Yeah, this is a lot of people are, are haven't heard about this, especially in the in the studio. But Facebook got a lot of heat for this because they're doing social engineering experiments on their user base without telling them. And where this crossed the line, a lot of people argued, was that sometimes people are on the verge of suicide yeah. or depression, and when you curate the feed for them in a way, you know, to conduct your little experiment to see if you can make people sadder, well, sometimes that experiment may lead to somebody ending their life and it's really difficult sometimes to show causation but the argument can be made that that could have happened and may have actually happened so we are putting into the hands of people this tool the smartphone with access to this app that is very having very real effect on our lives very real uh repercussions it, it is making us more depressed. Every time you guys can't sleep, everybody's guilty of this, myself included. If you can't sleep, what do you do? You roll over, you pick up your phone, and you shine this laser beam into your eye, and then you, you walk around groggy with circles under your eyes all fucking day because you're staring at your screen all night. What, Rucka? I, I don't even bring my phone by my bed anymore. Good. But, uh, but I will Smart. say this. Here's the problem with smartphones, too, is it has made us engage less with each other. Mm -hmm. I can't... I, you know, I've gone on dates before... And I have this policy sometimes with people I date. I say, look, let's have a no cell phone night where we either leave the cell phone in the cars or we promise to each other we're not going to bring it out. Because it's I've been on dates before where the girl whips out her cell phone, and I'm like, all right, well, <clears throat> guess I got a cell phone too, idiot. <laughs> like, we can just both be on our cell phones and be disengaged with each other. Doesn't that also speak to intelligence, like, as a species, why are we doing this? Is it a smart thing to do to disengage with people we're in the same room with? Especially, especially based on what uh, the, is happening in the room. When you look at their phone and it's like maybe it's something important, but it's scrolling a feed. It's yeah. to see what else could be out there than the person that's in the room right. based on the content of whatever. You're... Maybe the people we're in the room with could do more to be more a more interesting person. <laughs> no, I, was, <laughs> I got a perfect example to mm -hmm. counter that, Rucka. I was in a Mediterranean restaurant one time. And this music was playing. This guy did this. Um, he was playing, I think, a lute or some, you know, some stupid shit. Um, but he was, he was playing this instrument, and he was fucking wailing. And he did this amazing solo. And it was kind of like a, you know, a jazz set where after a solo, you expect the audience to clap or at least notice. He finished his solo. He finished his set. And I looked around the room, and not a single fucking person looked up. No one clapped. No one even noticed where and was that, your applause my he was well, on his no, phone he was in shock <laughs> i I, I did i did applaud but nobody noticed nobody cared and that to me that that moment right there defined loneliness <laughs> when you are playing a, an amazing guitar solo or something you know loot or whatever damn loot yeah. yeah it was a greek restaurant mikey it was a bazooki i didn't want to say it but is that what it, it is was, a bazooki? yeah, yeah. That's but I wanted name. to hear you say bazooki. Luke. So I feel even worse that nobody clapped because he was playing what? a bazooki. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Those are hard. And they're hard to play. They're double stringed on one string. Yeah. It's insane. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, um, Fun maybe fact. maybe people are were glued to their phone because they're so used to not really seeing anyone do anything like that. Yeah. The, the, the personality equivalent of that wailing at the Mediterranean restaurant at the bazooki. I think Maddox knew it was a Greek place. He just didn't say it at first. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was. Well, it was Mediterranean food, but I just I pieced it together. I think he was a Greek guy. But uh, so, James, how how again is this making us smarter? Why do you think this is making us smarter? 
you know, well, I think well, yeah. I think it comes back to the original point that uh, with more time, people have more uh, ability to explore an interest and do things that are productive to advance society. Now, they don't always choose to use that time productively, but now that we're afforded more of those options, we can. And uh, having access to the right information, I think people are more engaged. We've also seen this culture where not all of the information is delivered from the big TV networks anymore, right? It's not yeah. Fox or Disney or ABC, you know, programming full house. It's you can get access to alternative news or alternative perspectives on the internet, and that comes through smartphones. Okay, that's that's a huge problem. I was about to bring this up because with the dissemination of information is also the dissemination of false in information. Which, sorry, Donald Trump, who's sitting in the corner <laughs> of the room on his stool eating Skittles, there's a lot of fake news going around. It's okay, Maddox. I'm fine with it. Oh, I you're... start things and I don't finish them. That's just okay <laughs> with me. Yeah, well, I would say that, uh, Mr. President, that you, part of the reason that a lot of people are so misinformed and not getting smarter is because of the dissemination of fake news, and people can pick and choose which outlets they they want to believe. Because I... of the abundance of information that we have, everything is there. So, yes, there are wrong things, but you can check those wrong things, find out for yourself if it's right or not. But you who can does? Do Nobody well, wants to do that. But Why that's not? what people need to learn. We need to learn how to discern what is truth and what is false. And yeah. what we believe when we don't. No, but, we need. No, we need to do is make the phone make us smarter by telling us what is right. The and, phone's and never going to. And then take the smart. phone away, right, Maddox? I'm making Maddox's argument right now. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, well, yeah, maybe the phone. Maybe the next like generation of iPhone will be able to actually tell us which news is fake or and which well, is. That's what they, Facebook's currently doing. What do you want to say, Mr. President? <laughs> or Mike, Mikey. They weren't called smartphones before I got on Twitter. Okay. Now that you follow me, it's one of the many amenities. Now it's a genius phone. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Dread Mir. <laughs> yeah. So, M Mr. Trump, you uh, a while back, you said that you're one of the smartest people. Yes. Uh, you have the best words. Yes. Do you, do you attribute any of that to the advent of smartphones and no. the propagation, prolif Not at prol all. proliferation no, sir, of smartphones? No, sir, no Maddox. I knew all those words way before, probably in the 80s. Now, is it a good thing? It. It, I'm it a still good... killing it. You're, well. Yep. Well, there I am. I, mm. Look at me on the wall there, yeah. next to Bush and the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're next to Bush. You would be next to Obama because he preceded you. Look, we all see things differently, okay? Oh, do we? What do you think of his new portrait, uh, Mr. Trump? President Trump, sorry. Uh, what do you think of Obama's new portrait that came out? A lot, a lot of people had opinions on it because uh, you know it was kind of different. What do you think of his his portrait? I keep that in a file folder under my desks. His, you his know, portrait. When I'm working. Yeah, and then I put it up when I have to make speeches and stuff. Oh, okay. Just like but a print I, of it, or yeah, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Maddox, yeah. I gotta go. Okay, oh, I've okay. got Skittles on the run. That's okay. why I'm wearing this pouch. All right, all right, okay. Donald Trump. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. But back to the debate. Of whether or not smartphones are making us smarter is you said uh, you said James that more access to information is better and that's you know that seems like a nice thing but it it has created a monster with the proliferation of fake news and alt quote alternate news sites and what it has done is given us too many options people aren't challenging themselves they don't want to be proven wrong because when you're proven wrong it feels like an attack. It feels like you did or believed something dumb, and no one wants to feel that way. So when you read a news story that reaffirms your worldview, it makes you feel good. But when you read one that doesn't, when you read one that contradicts your preconceived notions or your beliefs, it makes you feel bad. Nobody wants to feel bad voluntarily. Nobody goes out to, to have a bad time. So 
I don't think it's going to move society towards being more informed, but rather less. We are choosing to believe rather than choosing to know. Why do you disagree? So wrong. So look, you get to react to uh, to any s sort of information or experience that you have. You choose how you feel, right? People uh, should be trying to find a way to uh, interpret a lot of information, be open to different perspectives. If you just are trying to seek out information that aligns with your previous viewpoint, I mean, that's you're never going to uh, be opened up to other other perspectives. Right. But that's what people do most of the time online. Well, most people are fucking stupid and should not be. You're acting like they have no choice. He's talking about choice. He lives in the world of creation. This guy creates the technology that you use to spread the message of of impotence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Nobody laughed. Mikey, edit these laughs out They're of the episode. They're all gone. Thank you. You guys are done. James, have yeah. you ever been wrong about anything other than everything you said in this episode? You, you not know, like, not at you, all. <laughs> have, but, but, but seriously, have you ever found something that you believed to be true and then Have I changed on, my perspective on something? Yes, have yes. I changed my mind about yeah. something? Yeah, absolutely. Do you recall? Now you're going to make me think of an example, aren't like you? religion, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> by, the, by the way, were we doing a second debate or just one? I think just the one because oh, okay. this is turning Sorry. out pretty media. Is, uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So, so I asked this question on Facebook a while yeah. back because I'm genuinely curious. I, I I don't have a very optimistic point of view on people's ability to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. You're right about that. Yeah. Fuck you, Dreadmere. <laughs> I don't have a very optimistic point of view on people's ability to change their minds when they are confronted with right evidence or evidence that contradicts their worldviews. And uh, Rucka, you're shaking your head. Why do you disagree? You just you always talk about people like they're like they're chimpanzees, like the dumbest guy you ever met represents all of humanity. It's not the dumbest guy, Rucka. These are just common people. Yes, and mo common people can fuck off. These are not smart people. They are not the ones who drive history. They need high IQ people like yourself to tell them they are good enough to think, rather than tell them that the unimpressive mediocre person they are today is all they ever could be i asked a very simple question Rucka, yes of what my question fans. i just said have you ever had your opinion changed based on an, any kind of argument or debate you've ever had on the internet and what was heartbreaking is i would say about 70 percent said no and this is something that goes back to just the fundamentals of who we are as people. How about you, Rucka? Can't would imagine you, why you... your fans would not be the type that ever admit they're wrong. Yes, It's go ahead. not just that, though. Let right. me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you have a belief, do yeah. you ever seek out a contradictory point of view? Sure. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if so... Well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Rucka number two. Sorry. Yeah. What, but, but, but well, I mean, Maddox, I guess I'm taking Maddox, you to, yeah. When, when evidence presents itself, we have, I mean, it, it won't present we've itself. all been do on a journey, right? No, the question is, yeah. do you seek out information that yes, contradicts Yes, I try to find out if, is this thing true? So I look to see what people have said against it and I, and, and I look for debate. That's why I'm a fan of this show. Okay. Well, that's fair. That, that's fair. Rucka, very smart. Mm -hmm. Flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think most people do that. And by the way, I'm not, you know, most people are not like us. Everyone in this oh, room. We're the philosopher kings. It always comes back <laughs> to the fact that the average peasant is not good enough to think. Go ahead. It's not that they're not good enough. It's mm -hmm. that they're, to, to quote you, choosing yeah. not yes. to, Yes, so they should. So don't don't make excuses for them. Don't say that this, they, they had to be this way. But here, here's the thing that, that separates us 
from them. Us. And, and and I'm talking about us as mm-hmm. content creators, as people who work in this Ooh. industry, as people who are who they're listening guys, to. This, this guy's Alec Baldwin in Team America. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Anyway, yes. the difference between us and them is mm. that you and I, Rucka, yes. and Mikey, and Dreadmere, and James, we work in an industry where we deal with ideas. Oh. Yeah, and most people don't. Most oh. people aren't aren't in no. the... No, most people no, aren't they're too busy actually debates. doing shit. They're they're yeah. they're working That's a machine. You are you're making my point for me, shithead. But what I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that most people are too fucking busy to sit down and, and pursue intellectual pursuits and sit down and just have a fucking philosophical debate and thought. You and really live research. in the world of ideas and you have all the wrong opinions. I so know I don't have the your wrong line opinions. Of, your line of work doesn't doesn't determine whether or not you're gonna think clearly or not. If you are working 14 hours a day digging ditches, you don't yeah. have time to, very, to very research. Very common, very common uh, line of work Most in America people today. Have Most people jobs. spend 14. 14- Most people have full-time jobs. Do they not? Yes. Right? Most people work. Who buzzed? I buzzed. Why, James? Well, first of all, I'm curious how big a ditch you could dig in 14 hours. That's what I want to know. Let's do the math. Yeah. <laughs> they dig ditches. We and secondly, why is it an us versus them thing? Who are these fictitious groups that we're constructing? Why can't everyone have access to the information and be taught to choose and make good choices? Well, okay, look, let's let's work this backwards, okay? Let's say that you're everything you're saying is right, that people have access to more information and... There they we can, go. That's the show. Thank can, you. <laughs> and they can choose and that, you know, they'll, they'll eventually make the right choices. How come it hasn't happened? How come it's not happening? Because we have a highly nihilistic culture of people who say that being a victim or being being losing something or having less than others makes you b- better or you deserve things that you had you didn't work to get. Correct. So, I'll give you that. That's not phones, though. <laughs> okay. To bring well, back well hold yeah. on. Where, where did this idea come from and how is it getting propagated where where did victimhood come from the idea why, like yeah, the, yeah why are we in a culture of victimhood uh dread, dread <laughs> why why is everyone tripping over themselves to be the biggest fucking victim because we're downstream from a lot of guilt that comes downstream from a lot of religion that we're still getting rid of which is something like saying that you doing things like wanting for yourself or taking for yourself are 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 bad. You should feel guilty for that. That, that does come from c- Catholicism and Christianity. Oh, please. I don't buy that at all. We are in the most secular society we've ever Maybe been Maybe now, in. But, but we're just phasing into an atheist where most people are starting to become atheists and talk about it. But for well, the past 40 years... Well, then you just years, yourself because we are get, tending more towards victimhood, not less, and be, we're becoming more secular and yet well, more victim. We're more, we're, we may be more atheistic, but our ethics are every bit as religious today as they were back in yeah, the Dark Ages. there you go. And everyone's always been this way when they have problems they just want someone to listen it's there's just a bigger platform for people to listen to it now their shit their things that they're annoyed about with after work that they can put it on facebook and then twist other people's views like by throwing in trump in there and shit like that that's i i think that like the the world's been burning right yeah it's always been burning (laughs) but when when you give them a megaphone you're gonna hear all the shit that people were always hearing in smaller groups now it's blasted and the problem when we say us is and as as a clumped in humanity is the reason why there's not a solution right now is because the bad is being tmz i'm going to use tmz as a verb right now tms they're just tmzing the shit out of everything right now they are (laughs) fucking them all in the ass but the forward thinkers the reason that this revolution that you're looking for hasn't come yet is because a it will and sec and second the people who are gonna do it are quietly 
and not telling us about their dentist appointment and how they almost touched their boobs and like, oh, they're <laughs> pushing us in that direction. It's going to happen. It's going to be in the textbook and there's going to be an end date when we were all like, remember when this and we didn't know. So just it's coming. What's going to happen? What's coming? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're so cool, Mikey. No, <laughs> don't you dread me. No, I like it when you talk. I'm don't, like, I wish okay. I talked like that. No. That's no, so you cool. Don't read me. <laughs> well, listen, I, I think that we just have to take a look at where society is tending, why we are in this culture of victimhood, and we are. I, I, I do feel yeah. like, and by the way, I hate that phrase, culture of blah, blah, blah. I used to think that it was a good thing that everyone should have the ability to express themselves. Just fundamentally, great, everyone should express yeah. themselves. And then the social media era came. I actually wrote about this in my book. I think it's uh, called Fuck Your Shitty Opinions. Because what happened is when people had the ability to spout off, turns out that a lot of people aren't unique thinkers. They don't have any anything new to add. They're just repeating things that they all either A, already believe, or B, just heard and want to believe. And what happens is we get these little niches in social media and society where like-minded people just clump together. So I someone added me to a a, a group on Facebook, a, a Trump group. And someone and I just stayed in the group. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. And right at the very top it says no anti-Trump shit in here. So all these people are just posting shits like, yeah, liberals do this, yeah, liberals do that, and they're just shitting up. But nobody is challenging them. They're not even they're not even attempting to seek out contrary information. They've banned it from their groups. They don't understand the importance of wanting to be challenged. You can live in an echo chamber if you choose to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that you it's forced upon you. Like we we don't have we can't go outside of it. It's not forced upon you, but it is made. It, it has made echo chambers more That was easy. a Facebook group dedicated to liking Trump, so they, they don't want their private Facebook group to have any contrary information. Just like if you have a Maddox fan club, <laughs> you might not want a bunch of anti-Maddox shit to be posted on there. Or whatever the topic is. Like that, You're using this one Facebook group as just a symbol of humanity. I, I encourage dissent when it's somebody who is actually disagreeing with my opinions disagree right? with the position not the person yes yeah. if there is somebody who has a disagreement with me a philosophical disagreement great i'm there to engage with you if somebody is there to just hate on me and bring negativity into a group and it's clear that this person wants no like they're not there to be persuaded or, or persuade they're just there to bring down the mood and the atmosphere and the environment that's when I think, okay, well, this person is in the wrong place. That's fair. Right? It comes back to the fact that social media just exacerbates extremism, right? That's yes. what get, gets engagement yeah. online. It's the same thing that happens in politics, right? You look at this. Every time there's primaries, the politicians go and, and kind of beat the the extremist into the spectrum, right? Conservatives are ultra conservative. Liberals are very liberal because yeah. that's who turns out to vote in primaries. And then they both kind of start to shift to the middle of the spectrum when you get to the general election. Yeah. But we don't have much moderate uh, perspective and voices in the conversation today. Yeah. And that's that's the shame of it, right? Yeah. Is that the extremists get this engagement and are listened to and create this, you know, the people feel victimized by these very strong opinions and the people who hold reasonable moderate perspectives aren't being vocal about it. Yeah. Well, moderate perspectives are very boring. I think like listening to both extreme perspectives and then coming up to what, whatever you want is probably a more interesting way to do it, probably a better way to do it. But well, yeah, that's why the news is the way it is, right? A moderate perspective from uh, what we know politics are 
perspective is boring, but a moderate perspective from a, I picked this from what everyone would love from the Republican side. I picked this from, because that's who I am. I'm not trying to sell anyone. You know, nowadays you got to be a, a Republican and, and uh, maybe you believe most of it, but you don't believe one or two things. You know what I mean? I think that a moderate doesn't have the tools in the earliest stages where they are supposed to be weeded out. But in reality, why? Uh, I hope we find a way to meet in the middle because I think it's silly that you like people could follow a political party blindly. Based I'll, on. I'll give you one of those and one of these because I don't <laughs> think I think because of what James you you uh, touch on this point, which is it's not giving people who are moderate a reward. Because there's no incentive. There's they no don't incentive. Make, they don't make money, right? They don't you get think clicks, about news they don't networks, make, right. think about online sites. Right. They make money because they cater to an extreme viewpoint, which right. is you know what's going to drive monetization. It drives and, clicks. It drives activity. MSNBC has become far more liberal. CNN has become more liberal over time. Fox News is cons- completely conservative. And you read the comment section, and it's, it's just like okay. an echo chamber. But this goes back to phones because we're watching this happen on our because phones? Because it has made it easier for... A, bad information to disseminate. B, like-minded people to clump together and filter out people who disagree. Okay. And it has made us more insular. It has made us more stratified. It has made us more discreet as a society. To the point where I don't think people are having genuine conversations anymore. If you're a conservative, then your opponent in the debate is going to push you to the to the most conservative point of view they can possibly do, which, by the way, isn't uh, isn't isn't even accurate. But they'll if you're a conservative, you're you're a Nazi, right? You're a fascist. Yes. If you're a liberal, you're a communist, and and, and that's that's how we view people. It's no longer there is no middle ground. There is no discussion anymore. It's labels. Everybody's just going to labels. Everybody's just dismissing everyone's point of view. Oh, he's so and so, or or she's so and so. Whereas the truth of the matter is, most people uh, who have any kind of political beliefs are tend towards the middle, tend towards the middle of the spectrum. I just did a political test uh, just the other day on, uh, I think, politicalcompass.org, and my results came out right in the middle, and, and people criticized me. They said, oh, wow, what a radical centrist you are. What a fence-sitting coward. <laughs> it's not fence-sitting, shitheads. If you're in the middle... That doesn't mean you you are you just have moderate views down the line. You can have you know opinions on the left and right that you strongly agree with that cancel each other out in terms of a political compass. Yeah, because the political compass is stupid. Well, that's fine. What what's a better tool to use then? What's true versus what's not true. Oh, okay. Well, some people hmm. would argue that the political compass is <laughs> is a, a, a form of uh, telling. Your opinions. I mean, what's true and what's not true. You act like there's like an an objective truth. There you go. (laughs) Ooh, ah, ah. Sorry for coming on the show. Listen, (laughs) this whole uh, five minutes ago, you were telling me, yeah, well, most people choose not to think, right? They could, and you're you. Just now, you're you're perpetuating this point of view that there is no objective point of view. That's not what I said. What did you say? I said that uh, some with with uh, opinions, with political opinions, for example, that a lot of them you you act like that there is an objective truth. Like for example, um, should we should we have have public schools? What's the what's the objective truth of that? No. Okay. Well. Okay. If that was an objective truth, Rucka, no one could disagree with you. Well, no they, one no one could disagree with you, and yet like most people probably do. They can have the wrong opinion. Why is it wrong? 
because to take somebody's money away to pay for someone else's mediocre education is a violation of that first person's rights. Well, some people would argue that it's a violation of human rights to let people go uneducated. Well, that's a made-up concept of, quote, human rights that don't rest on any philosophical base. Well, what's the philosophical base of uh, arguing that you shouldn't take money away <sighs> that to in order people? to live on Earth, you, need, you have certain requirements to live, including to think and to act. And then for someone to come in and take away the fruits of your labor is to violate those rights. But, now, but, tell me the base for free education. Tell me the human right that, that where that comes from. You, you just said the human right, the right to be educated, that's the not, right to be intelligent. That, that, no, that doesn't make any the right to think and act is is what you need to do to live to have someone else's stuff taken away is not something you require to live okay if you have an uneducated populace you mm -hmm. have an enslaved populace you have Wrong. a populace that can't think you have a populace that can't vote you have a populace that can't compete in the marketplace and if you don't have that uh, that if you don't have just a baseline of education in society this problem of people not thinking is going to be exacerbated then sounds like society has a problem yeah, well, so 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 you're saying that this objective truth mm -hmm. that education should not be free, it should not be or public, uh, right? Publicly yeah. funded, right? Right. But you're saying that's an objective truth, but it's not. It's a subjective one. It's your opinion. Okay. Listen, you you uh, five minutes ago you were you were wondering, well, why is it that most people have become so stupid? Why is it everyone's just act playing the victim over Facebook. And I'm telling you, we have done away with reason, the fact that you keep saying there is no objective truth. <laughs> I didn't say there is no objective truth. You just truth. tell again, me, again. you sold me twice, you, no. you act like there's an objective truth. There is objective truth. Oh, now there is? There is. But a minute ago you said Rucka, there's not. Can you, can you, I no, want you to I can't. Entertain, I I'm not as smart to... as you. Please, <laughs> please educate I me. I want you to entertain the two following ideas. Okay. And I'm not trying to condescend, but, but no, never. there is objective mm -hmm. truth yes. and there is subjective opinions. Right. Okay, those two things can exist. They do. Both there are a exist, lot of objective but... truths in, in the world. In fact, I read mm -hmm. this book a long time ago called How to Think About Weird Things. I highly recommend people read this book. It's very interesting. It I talks about. I already don't recommend people read that book. Why? How to Think About Weird Things? Yeah. Sounds like a waste of time <laughs> already. But no, go ahead and promote <laughs> it now. Sorry, now that I go ahead and promote it, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Dreadmere, you would, you would probably benefit from reading this book because uh, it encourages people not to dismiss out ideas outright <laughs> without having at least considered them. Good point. Uh, but this book, in the first chapter says that a lot of people talk about how there is no objective reality. And it says that's nonsense. That's that's horseshit. There is an objective reality, but there's also subjective opinions. When it comes to politics, when it mm -hmm. comes to discussing, like, for example, here's another one that's, that's a subjective opinion. Should a, a consenting adults be allowed to own and view pornography? Yes. Everyone says yes? What yeah. do you guys think? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And yet, a lot of people would disagree with that. They're wrong. That's not... That's look, Rucka. Listen, you're you're giving the the you're giving everyone the key to the fucking uh, bulldozer. You're telling everyone your opinion is just as valid as everyone else's opinion. I'm not saying that. So anyone who says that consenting adults are not free to purchase a picture of another consenting adult boning some, another consenting adult, anyone who says you're not free to do that is is telling other people what to do with their fucking life. Okay, but we're talking about opinions. And right, the, but and opinions aren't, that's the difference. You're saying, okay, subjective opinions and objective reality. But subjective, just because you can have those two different lines of thinking, but that doesn't mean they're right. Subjective opinions are, they can be right, but they're probably wrong, like in this case. Okay, that's a really easy one, though. But what about gay marriage? There are a lot of people who 
what, look, I'm I'm in favor of gay marriage, and I think most most very, very people. Very bold position in 2018. I'm not claiming it's a bold position, <laughs> shit. I'm right. just saying that I that in spite of that, a lot mm-hmm. of people are in favor of gay marriage, yes. but a lot of people are not. Because it's wrong. the same line Jesus of thinking. It, you have to use the same line of thinking for pornography as gay marriage. If you say it's wrong to tell people they can't make or watch porn because you're telling them what to do with their life, apply that same line of thinking to gay marriage. Why is it wrong for me to tell them to not get married? Because I'm telling them what to do with their life. It's the same line of thinking. You can apply it to different things. So. Okay, well, what about... Uh, Here's one. Yeah, what about uh, whether people should vaccinate their children? There you go. That's a great one. So what do you think, Rucka? I think the science indicates that 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 the risks of vaccinating are very low. If the if the evidence suggested that it is dangerous to vaccinate, I can understand why parents would not want to do it. Mm, a very moderate opinion. It's not moderate at all. It's saying parents should vaccinate. So you're saying you think that that people should for should be forced to vaccinate their kids. That's a tough one for me to answer. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, that's a There's very that's it's a, a very debate. specific instance. Where it's where we're talking about par- how how parents should treat kids in certain situations, and I'll have to defer to legal scholars for certain scenarios. But if you're just acting like every particular situation, from public schooling to vaccination and everything in between, is just is just every opinion is is subjective. You're I the didn't one. Say that. I never. You're said the that. one saying that pe- there is no objective truth. That, I you're the one that. then who's who's distraught at the fact that people on Facebook are playing the victim and acting irrational when you are the one telling. Them that rationality is impossible. I think we need to get a legal scholar on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you keep saying you you keep like lumping me into this person who's like an absolutist, but I'm not. I don't have extreme points of view. I, I mean, I do. I'm saying ser- you're not an absolutist. That's the problem. No, you. That- <sighs> Go ahead. Finish your sentence. <laughs> it's an ad hominem attack. Oh, yeah. That's a big. Not nah, feel bad. Good. You should. God. What were you going to say, Mikey? You looked like you had something to I'm say. Talking about... We were talking about uh, vaccinating kids and, and subjective versus objective opinions. Now, that's one. I, I'm glad you brought that up, James, because I would say that that is equivalent to the argument that people say that, that kids should be publicly educated. And the argument is that if you don't, it's a form of child abuse. You are crippling them intellectually and cognitively by not giving them an education. This problem that we have in society of people's lack of ability to think, to reason, to make right choices. It comes from a lack of education no, and com- a lack of It uh, comes from you trying to engineer society and and take and violate some people's rights to provide others with things they don't want. Yeah, it's a big problem, huh, Rucka? It, it actually and yet, is. And yet in spite of it, we are mm-hmm. in the greatest era of prosperity. All right, five the seconds greatest ago. Area. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. <laughs> All right. We are in the greatest era of prosperity, the greatest oh, yeah. era of peace we've mm-hmm. ever had. We have gone what? what, 60 years, 60 70 years without a world war. There, you know, relatively speaking. First off, we've had like 7 or 8 Va- uh, optional wars that we lost each one of them. So I wouldn't brag about not having gone to war this whole time. I said World Second War. Second of all, as you've clearly articulated this whole episode, we're in the mo- one of the most irrational um, periods in Western history. I wouldn't really then use that as 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 an argument to say that. What do you you want to say, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Well, it feels like it's more of a transitional period from that crazy World War II era where we're like, we have a bomb and we're going to fucking use our bomb. Now it's like, now it's this new world where... And to tie it back to what you were saying with um, the whole our smartphones making us dumber thing, it's like with what you were saying about Zuckerberg putting the um, things in the feeds or what is it to, to 
Make to, you depressed. To engineer people's Human moods emotions. and emotions. <laughs> to engineer people's moods, treating them like pawns, really. Yeah. Which is what you do in any war, which we still have done, you know, in recent years with wars. But with that, they tested the waters, the social, wa- the social media waters. What could they get away with by using these people who have come to us and need help and want to? Um, does that make sense? Like, like the notion that warfare has changed, that it's not necessarily fought on the battlefield. You know, that the both sense, sides on the top are treating both sides on the bottom like the pawns that they think they are and can test the waters and see how this engine goes. And if it even does go, maybe if we drop troops here, this will happen. Maybe if we put this ad here, these people, these human lives that are not really people to us uh, up at the top. Well, by the way, these people up at the top, don't they use Facebook? Don't they have their mood altered by social media? They can filter it out. Aren't they glued to their smartphone? Well, yeah, and actually many of them from the top, the actual engineers at Facebook and Google, have recently come out, and I, I, you know, you should look up these articles. They've actually recently come out and said that these tools that we've created has made the world a worse place. Oh, well, if they say it. Well, oh, well, if the people who created it say it, they, yeah. They get to decide if people's lives are better or worse. Combined with the fact that study after study shows that we are more cumulatively How more depressed. How do you trust these studies if everyone's glued to their smartphone and getting dumber? In all fairness, I these did see the video that I... Wait, hold on. The, the people cre- conducting these studies, aren't they dumber than ever with, with these no, social media no, addiction? Not, again, you got to understand the difference between every and, and some, okay? Uh-huh. Not everyone who uses Facebook is a fucking dullard. No? No. Okay. Yeah. It's only the argument you've basically been implying. No, I didn't say I didn't say that. I said aggregately, shithead. Uh-huh. I see the majority of people okay. who use their fo- their cell phones too much are getting okay. dumber. I have seen no evidence that anyone's gotten smarter from using a <laughs> cell phone, unless they're reading me. We're conflating a lot of things here. <laughs> okay, yeah. what do you want to say, James? Let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, final arguments. Why are smartphones making us smarter? I think, in aggregate, people having more, more options is a good thing, right? And we've seen, mm. not just in the U.S., but if we think about it globally, for instance, we've skipped entire generations of, of technology in some places. And, and in developing countries, now they have access to information for education, for better political understanding. And that is better for humanity. Hmm, interesting. Have you ever heard of the paradox of choice? Sure. So you think that you'd still think with the paradox of choice, which by the way, if you guys aren't familiar, it's basically the the paradox where if you present someone with more choices to make, like for example, more choices of cereal, more choices of jam, etc., the choice that they eventually make, they will be less satisfied with than if they had fewer options. And that's the paradox of choice. I think what we are dealing with today is the biggest paradox of choice. We have more news available to us at our fingertips than ever before more opinions more voices and some of those are bad most of i would say most of them are bad and that's what people need to learn to to adapt to right they need to learn how to make the choices how to think not just be taught you know that this is the right path well no one can force you to teach it you teach your uh, children anything james you can raise kids to be morons if you want you can raise kids to be creationists you can raise kids to be to uh you know, have whatever crazy beliefs and be and not have them vaccinated. Like, you know, we shouldn't take away anyone's personal freedoms, right? Is that what you argue, Rucka? Or, or you say you're saying no education for I'm, kids? I, I didn't say I, I didn't give a, a certain answer about vaccination. I'm leaning towards yes, uh, kids should be vaccinated for sure. Like, like parents should not be able to to expose their kids to diseases. In other words, parents should be forced to. Vaccinate their kids, but I'm, I'm having a hard time giving an empirical answer until I've thought about it. Well, more. it comes back to subjective opinion versus objective truth, right? If the science says that 
kids that are vaccinated, the risks are lower of them becoming sick or dying than if they were to get vaccinated, then do you feel that that's an objective truth that everyone should be vaccinated? And also yeah. that decision can have impacts on others, right? If you don't get vaccinated and you're yeah, carrying no, I mean, disease. Um, I, de that, I definitely, I agree with all of that. Yeah. When, when you frame it as should parents be forced to do X, I, I'm hesitant to answer it right away, but I, I am leaning towards that. But I, I, the good thing is I don't need to answer that right now since I have no control over it whatsoever. Well, um, let's just go around the table. I just, just as a quick curiosity, and Dredmir, I want to hear your final thoughts too on this uh, smartphone debate, but just a quick curiosity. What news source do you trust around the table. Let's just hear one. I'll start. I'll say NPR or BBC. What do you what news source do you guys trust? None of them. Okay. Great. So it's be completely skeptical. I don't know. I, well, it's well, not a blanket statement, right? There are a lot of contributors to a news source, so you oh, should kind of weigh everything. Isn't that the point of this? Is that we're supposed to have multiple sources, right? Well, true, but if if you if you are going to read a headline or you're going to read about something that happened in the news, say the Florida shooting that just happened. Okay, what's the first news source that you would think to go to or that you would trust if it came to you from this news source, you would say, okay, it's probably accurate. It's probably vetted. More often than not, they get it right than yeah. wrong. I like what, what the what Young Turks are doing. Which one? The Young Turks. The Young Turks. Okay, Dreadmir? Uh I guess if I saw it on like the Huffington Post. I Huffington Post. Interesting. And, and uh, Rucka? I just said none of them. None of them. I guess, like for like the the facts themselves, maybe I I would go with NPR just because like they're pretty open about their their left leaning bias. Okay. They don't and try to frame it as news, maybe like some of the other news sources. Okay, yeah. Mikey. I think if it's news worth knowing, then people put their like you know TMZ type shit aside and and tell the real news, and I just. Go to you know whatever. Yeah, you gotta pick one, I don't Mikey. Know. Well, I'm do I though? Because yeah, if it's because source? if it's a school shooting, then it's a school shooting, yeah. and nobody cares about how how many inches Kim K's ass got in the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. So nobody fucking cares, and that's the news. If you go down the news feed on your iPhone, Maddox, um, <laughs> yes, Mike, yeah. there will be enough where, and they'll be developing stories, and that's how I get my news. Mm -hmm. I have to develop my own story because none of these fuckers do it their own way, so I can know that there's one trusted source. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That's so mm -hmm. cool. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think Mikey's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cutting all that out, Dreadman. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be the second part of the vote. Is Mikey cool? Is That's Mikey the topic. Cool? Yeah. Is Mikey yeah. cool or not? Is Mikey not? cool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll, 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 we'll ask that. Disagree. No, don't do it. Um, come on, Dreadmere. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, so so I think this discussion, this question, just proved the problem with get, getting information in the social media era. I asked a, a question about where you guys get your news from, and I got four different answers. I think Rucka and I both agreed with NPR, interestingly enough. Yeah, but like, for what, like do you actually, what do you actually need to know? You need to know... Current events, you need to like know. Like which current events? Like for school shootings, for example. Okay, pretty much all the news sources tell you what happened, and then some of them will say he was alt-right, another one will say he was he was far left. Like, yeah. People will try to put their spin on it at, at a certain point, but if you need to know if there was a school shooting, you could pretty much get that from just Google News. I'll, I'll say this about Google News. Google News is where I mostly get my news from. I like Google News. I think it's the best source to get your news and it's not quite a source rather than a meta source because what it it's does an aggregator. it's an aggregator and you it don't shows think you they have uh, a bias i don't you don't think they, they favor bias. certain sources they not, should 
They absolutely should. Yeah, but you don't think they favor maybe left-leaning sources? I don't. You really? You don't think the company that fires a guy for saying that <laughs> men and women are, are biologically different might favor a new source that agrees with they their... They fired him for not doing his job. Oh. It's outside the scope of his job to right. send fucking cheeky little memos about I'm, your I'm fu- philosophical I'm, beliefs. I'm sorry for insulting Google themselves. Google, Google, I see... Articles from Fox News on yeah. Google, and I see articles from MSNBC. I see large news sources, small news sources, and mm-hmm. interestingly enough, I see Snopes on there, which I really appreciate. What is Especially that? Snopes is an art is a website where they debunk certain myths. For example, uh, did uh, I when Donald Trump was uh, allegedly um, you know had a bunch of hookers pee on a bed that Obama slept in? Yeah, that's. <laughs> That came out in this like memo that supposedly happened. People are curious as to whether it's true mm-hmm. or false. So they go to Snopes, and Snopes has a reputation for doing really good research and finding the truth of the matter. So, for example, that that weird, crazy forward that your uncle sent you, that email forward with a bunch of crackpot theories, is it true? Is there a militia coming mm-hmm. for your guns? Is the government coming for your guns? Well, Snopes will do research and find out whether or not it's true or yeah. false. You know— What's interesting to me is you're 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 overstating you are overstating the that their subjective opinion and that's not the same as objective fact. You're so skeptical of objective truth and now I see how much how much stock you put in the news like like knowing exactly what happened everywhere like you need all these concrete events to be fed to you in order to make sense of the world where you should be looking at the world with with objective principles. Okay. Well, I don't even know what that means in this context. I think he does. Well, though. I do. I think Maddox looks at the world objectively. I think he's That's, just wrong yeah. about everything yeah, all r- the time. R- and Good through. point. And by the way, can I comment on this uh, paradox? The of paradox of choice. Of choice. Yes. Do you know that when people came from the Soviet Union, they would walk into a supermarket in America and uh-huh. and see that like the cereal aisle and just start crying. Yeah. They couldn't believe how magnificent life can be. Yes. The fucking cereal aisle. Right. Is there a reason I'm getting this this impatient? Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I am describing I'm for you to finish describing, this fucking shitty thought, the shitty opinion. What are you? I am describing moments of people crying in happiness when they didn't realize the abundance that was possible on Earth. Right. So they're yeah. happy about the abundance, and then we give them. Well, when their choice was restricted, and now they're granted. There you so go. Much so choice. this this right. paradox yeah. of choice says Maddox makes no. people sad. No, that's <laughs> you, that's first of all. You completely misconstrued the paradox of choice. That's not them being so happy that there's so much choice. What they're happy about <laughs> is that they have so much abundance. And then once they get acclimated to that, once it becomes a yeah. norm in their lives, mm-hmm. in their society, then they walk down the cereal aisle just like every frumpy American mm-hmm. looking and scratching their heads and being like, well, I don't know, I guess cookie crisp. Right, which is so that's that's worse than having people starve to death because of lack of cereal. That's not the two choices. Okay, you get Fun. your new iPhone. It's cool for X amount of time. Exactly. Then you then want you the next one. Yeah, yeah, then you get over it. Once people, once people have acclimated, once people have come from the the uh, the starvation of like whatever third world country or second world country they're in. Well, those third world countries operate on this principle that objective reality is actually subjective. Oh my god, I I don't even know where to begin with you, Rucka. Well, you I don't, don't have know. to begin because I, it was already settled just it now. Was, it it was not. Okay. It was not. okay, uh, Rucka. What's the best flavor of cereal? Is there an objective truth to that? Lucky Charms. Very very good. What's the best color? Is there an objective truth to that? Yeah. 
yeah. and pink. What, how, should, how should people style their hair? Goatee like or no I do. goatee? Like I do. Great. Are those objective truths? Yes. No. You have to. It, 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 here's an objective truth, Ruckus. Yeah. Subjective reality and being subjective exists. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Objective. Having a subject. Say that. Say that. Subjectivity right. yeah. is a real thing. Is a real thing. Objective okay. truth. And that's Boom. an objective truth. And until we start investigating and and looking into scientifically, using our imagination to push science, Nikola Tesla said that, <laughs> until we start using the things that we can't see to actually fuel science, then we'll actually start learning. R- Mikey, you are on fire today, and I wish that, yeah. that you didn't disagree with me at all. Uh, so I'm going to give you one of those and one of these. Thank you. Rucka, do you have a wrap-up for us? Yeah. Uh, every type of technology has been used for pornography and for war. You know, it's what we choose to... I mean, every type of communication technology, particularly. You know, photography, fucking whatever it is, uh, email, like whatever it is that we use to communicate, it has been used for pornography and war. What what we choose to use technology for is up to us. It's a Rucka wrap-up. Yeah. You know, Rucka, yeah. I give you a lot of shit sometimes, but yeah. I think that was like a really profound thing. It was the most said, sane thing you said I, all day. I heard it's, someone it's, say it once. bring the good and the bad. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely accurate. Every every technology has been used for pornography and war. That's really interesting. <laughs> Etch, even Etch-a-Sketches. Doesn't surprise me. I've, draw, I've drawn boobs on there before. Wieners. Oh, we are. Right and, and then sometimes when you're mad, you can throw it at someone. I'm not, I'm not sure a Etch-a-Sketch is a tool of communication that so much as it's just like a toy to draw shit on. Oh, you can <laughs> That's where you're wrong. Etch-a-Sketch, but yeah. Yeah. Well, has it been used for war? If you throw it at somebody very, hard enough. Very true. slow war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you are at a at a political rally and you throw it towards the speaker, mm. guaranteed there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance something so could happen. By that, by that criteria every every material object that you can throw is now a tool of communication if you hold up an etch-a-sketch at a sport game and they put you on the jumbotron Mm -hmm. it's because they acknowledge the time it took to do that anyone could write in big writing but it's the etch-a-sketch is i think a um, a thinking kids communication tool Mm -hmm. because because it takes so long for you to communicate your message you have a lot of time to think about it and for that reason I went on a crab binge a while ago. I decided that crab was the was a thinking man's food and my favorite food because I'm a thinking man. And the reason is is because it takes so long to eat that you have a lot of time to think. Yeah, I hate so that. So by that pistachios and Yes, it's bread. a thinking man's yeah. nut. Sure. That's right. <laughs> Correct. What else? Lobster. Lobsters uh you know I would say it's the um it's the interested man's food you know he's interested in thinking but yeah. he's a lobster you just you, you scoop it right out dreadmir i didn't give you the final word on smartphones oh. yes or no are they making us smarter or dumber um they're making us smarter i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with them i think you for everything for for vaccinations for smartphones it's all the same thing you have to want to want the better thing like wanting to want something better so like just because you have a phone and, and you're distracted, you should want to be engaged with people. And you should want to have your kid not get sick. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's important to be motivated for these kinds of things. It's you, not the phone's fault. Do you think that uh, phone addiction is real? Do you think that uh, video game addiction, these th- these types of addictions? So people may want to be more engaged and more present with their dates and more present with their friends, but they can't because they're addicted. They actually have a psychological addiction to their cell phones. Do you think that's a reality? 
I think that you could be spending an unhealthy amount of time on it, and you may want to not do that anymore, but people can get over addictions. It's possible. Okay. So, okay. Well, interesting discussion, guys. Vote on madcastmedia.com. That's where you go to vote on these debates. We'll have the results next week. But speaking of results, I got last week's results. And, James, I want to get your opinion, and Dreadmir, too, because you guys weren't here last week. Okay. What is the biggest dating turnoff, in your opinion? Talking about ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends. Ooh, yes. that's a good one. Good. That's a really that's good, a really one. good one. And Dreadmere? Um, biggest dating turnoff. Uh, I, I would have to like imply that I've had a bad date and I just haven't had very many. Wow. Oh, wait, no. Ooh, there was this time. Okay, no. There yeah. was this girl I met on Tinder and I went to pick her up and I made res- Like, she looks super hot in her photo, right? So I went to go pick her up and, and she comes out and like I made reservations at this nice restaurant and, and then right when she gets in the car, she said something like, Oh, I didn't expect you to have a car this nice, or like something like it was. Oh. It was a little bit like racial. Like she said, like, "Oh, I didn't know Mex- mm. like Mexicans drive cars this nice," or oh, something like whoa. that. Yeah, yeah, like, and it took well, it got pumped the brakes. Now. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like the thing was, is like she said it so nicely that I could tell she didn't realize that she was being offensive. But like that turned me off right away. And so we're like we're driving. She's like, "So where are you taking me?" And I'm like, "Applebee's." <laughs> <laughs> we're not going what to that was nice your response. Restaurant. Were you like Taco Bell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Man, that's Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> Was she like, wow, I didn't know you people drove cars? <laughs> Is that how she said it? Did, did she get a second date? What was the follow up here? Oh, no, that was, that was, it was just there. It was just a one time. When you thing. walked up to her, did she say hola? Like, how did she, like, begin? Was how it do you pronounce way? that, Mike? Hola. Hola. That's how, yeah, that was, wow. Well, it's it's perfect, Spanish. perfect. Mikey, not just pronunciations, but accents. That's right. That's great. Hola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay, well, so these are interesting picks. Uh, I guess backhanded racism and talking about your ex. <laughs> turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, last week, therapist Kelly Miller was the guest, and we debated what the biggest dating turnoff is. Coming in, number four, dead last, was being argumentative. I'm sorry, Mikey, that was your pick, right? Being argumentative? It's vague. Because it's, it's a turn on the yeah. makeup sex. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, mm. Rucka, complacency. Why do I always lose? I'm sorry. You've won a, I think you won one. Yeah, I yeah, won one. You won one. <laughs> Uh, you've won you've won one yeah you did win one um mm. and then people who don't floss yeah wrong that's I'm, a big one. Oh, that one did it well I'm, just, I'm glad that one did better than mine though. second place people who don't floss that was my really pick. yeah mm. but the number one choice <laughs> oh, the no. biggest dating turnoff <laughs> lack of intelligence yeah oh, give me a break our, <laughs> our guest kelly miller therapist kelly miller she chose lack of intelligence as yeah. the biggest dating turnoff that mm. wouldn't turn you off yeah, it would, but I, I don't trust the voters. Yeah. Couldn't we mold all true. four answers into being intertwined somehow, though? Yeah, we, we could. Argumentative, <laughs> yes. which shows lack of intelligence because of their basis of the actual... And then oh, because and they're, they're less floss. likely to floss. They're right. less likely mm-hmm. to floss. In yeah, your, by the way, in, compl- intelligence, the, intelligence means flossing, all right? Yeah. Intelligent people floss. Like She pretty much said God is the coolest dude who's ever lived. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm trying... Yeah. I, I consider myself fairly intelligent, okay. and and by fairly, I mean the most intelligent person on earth. I, and for a while, I didn't floss, and I think I explained this last episode, it was because I was misinformed, partly by my parents and partly by Listerine. Yeah. And, and if you guys watch this video on YouTube, which you should, subscribe, search for Madcast Media on YouTube, mm. subscribe, hit that bell, you'll get the notification as soon as these episodes come, that come up. That explains a lot. 
Hmm. What's that? You you one Listerine commercial sets you down a terrible path in life, and now you don't trust your own phone and and commercials. And, and <laughs> no, because as a child, sources. no, because as a child, you're yeah. informed by the world around you, mm-hmm. and these Listerine commercials, even as as recently as I think a couple of years ago, I I posted a sh- short little video clip of a Listerine commercial where the guy swishes the Listerine, or the girl swishes Listerine in, in her, his or her mouth, and the Listerine kind of does this whirlpool in That's your mouth. That's what it is, yeah, the and whirlpool. Then, and then it turns into a man, an anthropomorphic Listerine man, shooting sprays of Listerine like a sprinkler inside your mouth, and then the sprinkler of Listerine is blasting <laughs> in between your teeth. And when I see that, I visualize it, and I think, oh, God, I'm going to use Listerine. I, my mouth's going to be squeaky clean. I don't need to floss. But the truth is, Listerine doesn't get between your teeth because it's gunked up with junk and bullshit that that stinks and rots, and that's how you get halitosis and bad breath. You got a fucking floss. You got halitosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my parents also misinformed me. So. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> mostly their fault. So yeah. parents. So it turns out there wasn't a little Listerine guy cleaning your teeth. No, it turns out, according to my yeah. dentist and all the fucking cavities <laughs> I used to get, no more. I have really great teeth now. Anyway, we should get to some voicemail, guys. I got so many great voicemails this week. This one's about a big dating turnoff. And it's a girl. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. It's Jen. Um, I think personally the biggest turnoff for dating is when you're getting, like, really close with the guy and getting comfortable with him. And then he's a gamer and you want to game with him, too. And then he whips out fucking Sonic proclaiming <laughs> how cool and fast he is. And then it's just like, what's the point? <sighs> All right, love the show. Bye. Thanks, but I'll tell you what the point is. You're in for some hot sex if your date says he likes Sonic. Yeah, mm. so fast. It's gonna be so hot and fast. Yeah. Someone and so cool and cool. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Sonic just got this guy not laid. I, yeah. have, I have a problem with games that get you not laid. Whatever. Well, here's another <laughs> caller. Here's a different point of view. Listen to this guy. Hello, Captain Dirk here. You know what's a, a huge turnoff for me is when a babe just doesn't appreciate something. That's fast and cool and has attitude. Maybe you think I'm going somewhere with this, and you're right. It's, uh, you know, babes who don't understand and appreciate why Sonic the Hedgehog is so cool. Yeah, you know, maybe, is. maybe Sega might have dropped the ball during Sonic Heroes and uh, Sonic 06 and uh, Sonic and the, the Black Knight and uh, Sonic Forces. But anyways, anyways, like, there's lots, there's lots of cool things to appreciate about Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what? I, I think. I think, you know, babes really need to understand why. Okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry, She's, gotta go get laid now. Yeah, <laughs> don't have time. Gotta get laid fast. <laughs> That's what it, Sonic's all about, the quickie, man. Yeah, was that true. the guy from That's the first call that she was talking about? Was she going maybe. To he sounds maybe yeah, be related. Yeah. Uh, look, guys, Sonic is all about attitude and speed and style. Those are the three things that I think define... Sonic. Attitude, speed, and style. So the ass. It's the A-S-S. And it helps you get ass. There you go. Sonic, I mean, Dread, back me up here. Millennials are, are all about eating that ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, innovative, I guess. In- yeah. And Sonic help- Look, Sonic, and, and Sonic is really fast. Sonic is about the quickie lifestyle, man. Hmm. That's what millennials are into. Quickies? Quickies, yeah. <laughs> well, there's... Uh, <laughs> Here's a caller about the $300 reward discussion yeah. that we had. Oh, yeah. yeah. Update. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'll settle this fucking debate over whether $300 is a good enough um, amount of money for a reward for saving one's life. Want to know why? 
Because 300 bucks is enough to buy a Nintendo Switch, motherfuckers. Yeah. With an MSRP of two ninety nine ninety nine. What about the tax, though? Boom. 300 bucks. It's, it's not enough. Plenty of money. I don't fucking dispute that. Oh, you're gonna play 300 bucks plus tax. Fuck off. You can handle like a little bit of sales tax. Yeah. Yourself, motherfucker. Yeah. So yeah, 300 bucks is enough because it can buy you a motherfucking Nintendo Switch. Yeah. That's all. Fuck whales. Yeah, fuck whales to you too. I like that color a lot. Yeah, who is that guy? He's got a voice. He should be doing like voices and stuff. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the extent of his broadcast career is not just leaving that voicemail. Yeah. Well, I think he's called in before. I like well, that. Well, in that case, yeah. <laughs> he's he's doing big things. Yeah, reaching a big big audience. Yeah. Uh speaking of 300 though, I mentioned how 300 was enough Spartans to mm-hmm. take on the Persian Empire. Well, this guy mm-hmm. called in with a correction. Listen to this. Maddox. 300 Spartans took down the Persians. Yes, those 300 Spartans that were completely obliterated <laughs> by the massive Persian army. Come on. I, I thought you'd know the history of your people better than this, man. <laughs> Wait, what? You're, I guess, you're Persian I'm, now? I guess I'm Persian now. Or, or I, guess, I guess I'm uh, I'm Greek. Greek. I guess I'm, yeah. I'm Roman. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so what happened? The Spartans. The 300, yeah. They put up a good fight. And they lost? But they lost? For brotherhood. I thought, the, I thought it was Red Mere. Oh, I mean, In the movie, I think they Sorry, I didn't right? realize it was, it was a, my it fault. It was a bro-out. It was like a Greek bro-out. Like... <laughs> Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to say anymore. It's just Gerard Butler with a sword. I thought they won. I thought that yeah, was I think. Cool. I mean, I'm not. No, they lost. I, I'm not as confident as the last caller, but to my knowledge, those Spartans not only saved Greece, but if if you look at the sequence of events, all of Western history would never have happened had it been strangled in the cradle, or it would have just been a delayed inevitability. No, it it wouldn't. Oh. I guess uh, we can just disp- we, we can have this dispute about facts that never happen. Let's check on sure. Snopes. Yeah, check on Snopes. Yeah. Um, here's another caller about Kanye West because I shit on him a couple episodes ago, and we had some callers calling to defend. Well, here's someone who disagrees. Yeah. So back on that whole Kanye West thing. All right, Kanye West fucking sucks. Here's an example of why he sucks. Here's one of his lyrics. I'd give anything to get my granny back. Remember how she had that bad hip like a fanny pack? Ugh. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. Someone call the Kennedy Center. We have a new inductee. Fucking greatest American lyric ever. Totally. Fucking douchebag. Yes. Yeah. Remember when he delivered it like that, too? <laughs> like, it was the same feeling? I thought yeah. I was listening to an excerpt from the song, honestly. Yeah. You can't tell. Well, that's a dope. That's a dope lyric. Yeah. Yeah. I but... guess this guy doesn't like bars about your dead relatives. Or <laughs> yeah. Not into it. Well, uh, last week we also had a caller call in and in the middle of his call place an order to Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a first that's ever happened on Madcast Media, mm. but we actually had <laughs> the manager. Hi, yes, this is uh, Bill. Uh, I'm a manager at Chick-fil-A. Um, I, I don't know who exactly I'm talking to, but we had a very inappropriate customer come through our drive through the other day. Um, they were, they ordered a number four with extra Chick-fil-A sauce and then immediately started talking about, how do I say this, masturbation. Um, Chick-fil-A is a Christian company. Uh, we do not masturbate here at Chick-fil-A. Um, 
And hopefully uh, you can let your listeners know that uh, speaking about um, uh, masturbation uh, is inappropriate when it comes to our Jesus chicken. Uh, Thank you, and it will be our pleasure to serve you in the future. Hey, there you go. Chick-fil-A manager actually calling in. We appreciate you taking the time. Amazing that he sussed out that this was the podcast that the caller was calling into based on... Masturbation. The, yeah, based on <laughs> master, we were actually talking about reverse masturbation. Dreadmere, do you just based on that concept? Do you have an idea of what I mean when I say reverse masturbation? No. Okay, uh, James, have I not a clue? Really? This it's basically the opposite of uh, jerking off. It's the opposite of jerking yourself off your ego, where you're blowing yourself up and blowing sunshine up your own ass. Reverse masturbation is talking yourself down. So, so mm. you know, speaking low. Right, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, here's another caller about uh, something Rucka and I discussed about paying for dates. Listen to this guy. Hey, Maddox. I just want to weigh in on the subject of guys paying for women on dates. Personally, I've gotten to the point where I just refuse to pay for dates. I'm sick and tired of paying for food, drinks, entertainment. One of the girls just ghosts me when I try and schedule another date. I'm not letting women use me for free meals anymore. Not to mention, most online dates I go on are complete garbage. I'm sick of going out with women who don't have any hobbies or interests, and instead just talk about how insecure they are. So it comes down to it, why should I pay money to be someone else's entertainment? Ooh, that's a good question. What do you think of that, Rucka? I mean, what he's describing is how disappointing people are. Yeah. So that's, the problem is there's, like, nobody to date. That The problem is not who pays for the date. Well, if I go on a disappointing date, it's going to sting extra hard if the girl expects me to pay. And by the way, when I go out on dates, I generally expect to pay. But if they offer, it's really nice. And that, to me, signals uh, it's a gesture that I appreciate. Offering is cool, but yeah. this is all like... That guy sounds like an incel. Have you heard that term? Yeah, I know what an incel is. It sounds is. like he's frustrated with women because, like, oh, I took her skydiving and she didn't want to fuck me after. It's like, it's no, the same thing. No, that guy, that guy sounds like someone who gets laid a lot. Yeah. Because he, he actually... He gets ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's yeah, just like... Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going on a lot of dates. Really? I don't know. Well, and let's define incel for our audience. An incel is part, is like an offshoot of the... MRA movement, would you say? Red pillars, MRAs? Yeah. So basically yeah. you have the, you have the <laughs> MRAs, mm-hmm. and then you have two sects, okay? You have the incels. Those are guys who consider themselves involuntarily celibate. And what that means is they feel entitled, excuse me, they, yeah, they feel entitled to sex, and they get extremely angry and upset and resentful and bitter when they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so those guys have a lot of pent-up mm-hmm. anger, and they blame women. And then you have the MGTOWs. Mm. MGTOW stands for men going their own way. Yeah. And that's where Rucka and I fall into. Yeah. <laughs> so guys Hell are just yeah, like, MGTOW. fuck oh, it, we, <laughs> MGTOW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just fist bumped. That's that's where like guys are like, fuck it, we don't need women anymore. We're not gay. True. Right? We're, we're not, we're not, we're not, not gay. Not at all. No. We like always straight. How is it gay? No. It's like straight masturbation, like just, mm-hmm. just to straight porn though, you know? Like just total, total, we're really straight. Broing out some straight porn, my bros. Broing out, yeah. Enough. Just like a bunch of guys getting together, brown out to, to mm-hmm. some straight porn. Yeah, that's not weird. Yeah. No. So no. those are those are the MGTOWs. So the, I would say they are the more positive version of these guys who aren't getting well, laid. Well, one has choice, right? The one that you're in. And then the other one's involuntary. 
So they don't well, have a choice. Allegedly involuntary. Right, and that's yeah. where that guy, that creepy dude who shot up Santa Barbara, he was an incel. Elliot Rogers. Elliot Rogers. That's yeah, right, right. That piece of oh. shit. Yeah, he was an actual incel. He's like a... a sensor. I don't want to say... He, he's like a, a figure... Not a figurehead, but he's like... They always talk about him as an incels. They're like... They're, they reference him a lot. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any groups like that anymore. I remember on Reddit, I, I would look at it occasionally because I'm like, this is crazy. Like, these people it's, are pissed. It's bonkers. It's insane yeah. to read. Like how frustrated these people are, but I think it's I think it's got to take it down or something because they get really violent and yeah. fucking. It's like it's crazy, but they they have so much deep seated hatred and resentment because they can't get laid. It's a big problem, which I'm going to talk about at some point uh, down the line. But we should move on to the next voicemail. This one's about chicks with accents. What do you guys think about chicks with accents? Oh, that's my weakness. Depends, yeah. depends on, on the, the accent. accent. Depends on the accent. No, okay, both, both yeah, fair yeah, answers. Actually. But usually yeah. a good thing. Usually positive. Well, usually cause. But like, hold on. Before we hear, well, like, here's this like guy. Irish yeah. accent. No thanks. Scottish. I don't. I will kill myself. Now we know. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a caller right. with a with an interesting theory. Listen. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, uh, you know what? Uh, the big turnoff is a stupid accent. Not sure if anybody mentioned that, but like. New Jersey, eh. oh, God. Uh, California, eh. anything on the east or west coast, really. Texas drawl, not into that stuff. Arkansas is just as bad. What I want is a nice Midwest girl who's got a regular friggin' voice. You know, I have to guess what she's saying all the time because of her accent. Hell Keep yeah. doing what you're doing, and uh, see ya. I felt like Midwestern is like saying car. I'm driving yeah. my car. That's Minnesota. Minnesota. How do you say it? Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Listen, the reason, uh, by the way, yeah, I forgot, like East Coast, like New Jersey accents and Brooklyn. Hot. So hot. No, I like like every accent. Every time a girl doesn't talk like me, it's just, it makes me melt. All all accents. Every accent. Every accent, huh? I love a British accent. Mm -hmm. I like Australian. Australian accents. That's the best one. It's like a shitty British one. It's sexy. The ghetto (laughs) British girls. Indian accents are cute. Eh, that's where it gets weird. (laughs) No. That's not. Listen, I don't need to knock. You know why I don't like accents? Yeah, wrong. Why? Because they remind me of of regions of, of the world and they remind me of the people that live in them i think like people that are like when he goes midwest x and i'm just thinking of like people in the midwest and i'm like yeah this world is depressing i don't no. want to date anybody i think treadmare knows a nice girl that you should go out with yeah the yeah. one who hates mexicans yeah yeah she was, she was in the midwest by the yeah. way yeah rocket you guys can get together and just talk shit that's right yeah. maybe play some sonic i don't know hell yeah yeah. Rucka and her going on a date. It's like, yeah, that friend, your friend Dreadmere can't believe he drives that car. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for for his people, right? <laughs> right. Well, he drives a car. <laughs> yeah, a, any kind of car. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I thought you guys all drove drove pickups. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll say I'll say this about the Midwest accent. Mm. I have I, for some reason I've I think I've hooked up with a fair amount of chicks from Michigan. And I think the Michigan accent is pretty hot. Well, here's one last voicemail. It's a little bit more dating advice from Weird Matthew McConaughey. Listen to this guy. Because they talked about taking a girl out to uh, sushi dinner. And uh, he has some opinions on that. Listen to this. Here's a little tip that none of you touched on. If you're taking a chick out on a date and you think you might be going pound town later, (laughs) don't take her to some fucking sushi place where you're going to get fucking fish farts in your face later. (laughs) Take her to just like... You know, no chains, but just standard, like, nothing crazy, nothing that will upset the tummy. Yeah, well, look, man. It's a little nihilistic. (laughs) Yeah, chicks don't get fish farts, bro. I don't know, like, what's less upsetting to your stomach than just, like, raw fish? Well, raw fish... Am I wrong? Well, raw fish does 
upset some people's stomach. In all, all fairness, right. Weird Matthew McConaughey is eating sushi and not California and not anywhere they should be making sushi. So yeah. I think that mm. it goes through, point, it goes point. through those girls' mm. bodies. Why having fish fish farts, bro? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm I've heard of the Indiana sushi scene and i'm not i'm not impressed yeah well that's it for voicemail guys let's get to some quick news headlines from around the web this is from bbc it says worried about your bags being stolen at security well one chinese woman joined her handbag through the x-ray machine to prevent just that staff at donegan railway station in southern china were shocked to find the silhouette of the train commuter in their x-ray monitors and this is an amazing picture it actually shows her in the x-ray machine kind of crouched over with her bag <laughs> says an online video showed the bizarre incident took place on sunday during the lunar year excuse me the lunar new year travel rush it's the chinese new year it's a big one uh, after climbing off the conveyor belt the woman checked her bags and left extraordinary x-ray images show the woman kneeling on all fours behind her luggage still wearing high heel shoes it is unclear why the woman was so anxious about her handbag, but many people in China carry large amounts of cash with them when traveling for Chinese New Year. Yeah, you're yeah. the dog. She's on all fours in the x-ray machine. That's like some kind of <laughs> omen sense. thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, she's yeah. just going through the x-ray machine, just hugging it, and you yeah. just see this skeleton. <laughs> the silhouette, yeah. you yeah. Sil- It's actually, you don't even see too much of her bones because it's not that powerful, I, I guess. Because it's not like a, it it's just yeah, a train yeah. station. No, yeah. It's it's a train oh, train station. station. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. TSA. I mean, they have to <laughs> penetrate like at most a centimeter or two of fabric for mm. most people's bags. So they probably don't have that uh, set up too high. TSA penetrates everything. I learned that on my Florida yeah, flight this do. last time. I'm done with yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> not going back to Florida. Yeah, man. Touch me. Um, all right. We got one other headline. One last headline. An Oregon woman finds worms in her eyes. Did you guys see this? No. No. This footage? It's gross. Uh, She said, I looked at it, and it was moving. Recalled 28-year-old Abby Beckley of Grants Pass, Oregon. And then it died within about five seconds. So she pulled these worms out of her eyes. She pulled 14 of them in all. Her story published Monday as a case report by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is a historic one. This is only the 11th time a person has been infected by eye worms in North America. (laughs) North America. Ten other people got worms in their eyes, I guess. Explained the lead author, Richard Bradbury, who is the team lead for the CDC's Parasite Diagnostics and Biology Laboratory. But what was really exciting is that it was a new species that has never infected people's eyes before. It's a cattle worm that somehow jumped into a human. Fucking gross, dude. dude. How did they even get in there? Probably laid a few eggs, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes people rub their eyes. (laughs) Here's what people don't understand about rubbing your eyes. That's how the majority of people get sick. Your eyes are an inlet into your body. You don't think about it because you blink a lot and you have tear ducts and you have eyelids. But it is an inlet in your body. Your eyes, your ears. Your ears less because it's kind of sealed off with the, uh, you know, your eardrum. But it can still get infected. And your mouth. But rubbing your eyes is one of the biggest ways people get sick. I learned that in a biology class mm-hmm. a long time ago. And that's also how you could introduce larvae into your eyes. That's what I thought worms. it was when you said that the worms were coming out. I assumed it was like larvae or someone. Some yeah, something like she, that. she introduced. Yeah, the, well, the uh, video is super gross. She pulled these like tiny little worms. Man, oh, there's so many fucking worm stories lately. Another guy like pulled pulled a giant tapeworm out of his ass a couple weeks ago. Do we talk about it on this show or my new show? Well, anyway, guys, that's a plug for my new show. I'm doing a new show every Friday. Tune in. But anyway, speaking of plugs, 
Dreadmere and James, we're, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. James, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can check out my podcast, All Things Video, which yeah. uh, has a very different feel, but kind of looking at the online video industry and, and the business side of things. It We've is absolutely fantastic. Great guests. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. And I'm not just blowing sunshine up your ass. It's a really well done, very well produced podcast. Thank you. A lot of fun. James, I was on a, a recent episode and we talked about my career and the, um, you know, the. Uh, some of the YouTube policy changes. Yeah. Some things going on with uh, the, you know, the Logan Paul and Jake Paul scandals. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Where yeah. can people find that again? All Things Video. All yep. Things Stitcher. Video. Stitcher. You can find it on Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Right. It's out there. And Video Inc. What's the... Yeah, so we syndicate it on Video Inc. as well, Inc., which yeah. is a uh, kind of an industry trade for the online video yeah. industry. Yeah, and Paladin is the name of the software company. That's right. Very you interesting can, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can find us at paladinsoftware.com. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, James. And Dreadmere? Uh, you can find me at Dreadmere on anything social media iPhone, yeah. iPhone, which whatever. By the way, by the way, Dreadmere again. I, I don't want to just like blow sunshine up your ass, but your tweets are on fire lately. They're oh, so fucking funny. Are you making thanks. all those tweets yourselves? No, well, like so, I'd so. say, like eighty percent of them come from other places. But then, yeah, okay. I put a lot of my own. But yeah, like I'm trying to keep my feed um, entertaining, and it, like I want to put comment or content out like all day, every day. So yeah, like a lot of these tweets come from other places. But for the most part, yeah, yeah for the most part, it's other places. But I have a, a couple that I threw in there myself. Give Dreadmere a follow on Twitter. They're hilarious, and also your Instagram account. He posts. You're, you're still posting original sketches uh i'm going to yeah I'm, I'm still trying to get this i'm working on commentary right now so if you go to my youtube you'll find some commentary and then get some sketches out too well so. it's interesting stuff thank you again to james creech and dreadmere for coming on the show yeah thank Woo. you to the sultan of swag mikey bolts thank you thank you to the maharaja of moderation rucka rucka ali yeah but most of all you're welcome Hey, man, I just want to say I love your show. I love Rockin' More. Mikey, you're cool. Your guests are badass. But the biggest turnoff of all time is when a girl tells you, put it in my ass on the first night. That is disgusting. It's like, what the fuck? And it's like, you start to wonder stuff like, is she transvestite or, no, it doesn't matter. But anyways, I'm just saying that's like, come on. We, we, we haven't even kissed yet and you're telling me to put it in your ass? No. Thanks. Yeah, you're about to get laid. And yeah, man. You're complaining about like yeah. a little well, disclaimer. I'm just saying it's, it's 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 weird when she just gets in your car and after the the Mexican car remark, she <laughs> she says put it in my ass. It's weird. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of hot because she's like, you know what? We're gonna skip number one and we're yeah. gonna go right for number two. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of holes in this story. Yeah, well, know. there's there are a lot of holes. Yeah, in this I'm story. going. Yeah, oh baby, <laughs> gross. Good Very one, good, Mikey. Very good. I like <laughs> mm-hmm. that a lot. Uh, we got uh, we got another voicemail. Here's uh, one last one from Weird Matthew McConaughey talking about my theory on giving people choices, uh, dinner options, basically. Mm. And here's what he says. I don't usually like to warm ruckus balls up with my own breath, but I got to agree with him on the uh, just take the dinner, take the woman out to dinner. Don't give her any choices. Never. First of all, women don't like choices. True. Second of all, they can't handle them at all. <laughs> You give them three choices to start fucking making a PBJ because you'll never go out to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very bleak point of wow. view. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't choose sushi, I guess, for him, right? Yeah, you don't want those fish farts. Fish farts aren't a thing, man. Sushi's like some of the cleanest food you can eat. You eat sushi, you're not farting anything bad, anything raunchy. The worst is Italian food, especially if it's a first date. Yeah, we're going yeah. to we're going this to. This is a whole town. other debate, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other debate. <laughs> really, there's no reason to ever eat Italian.
Hold on. Yeah, close to ending the show. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the most controversial uh, statement, but we got to end it there. It's <laughs> uh, too bad. Yeah. All the voicemail next week is just... <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>